a couple of my mom's friends, they went to the show and they're like, after they, after they came back, they're like, Jennifer, have you seen? She's like, no, I, we've, we've been meaning to go. And they were like, this show is a cult. Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to the Teen Finance Podcast. Today, me and Sam have an absolute banger planned for today. We're Not going to lie, late bro. Late night vibes. <laughs> I, I like these. Miss and I were talking. We, we find the late night episodes to actually like, although it's later in the day and we're supposed to be like sleepy. I think there's more energy. I don't know why. Like it, early morning, it's just different. I think for, you know, put together episodes like what have th- the past couple ones have been like when we did the um, habit building one and the New Year's stuff. Yeah. All of that is, is is fine for the morning. But for the episode planned today, basically any episode <laughs> that arbitrage is involved in, I feel like we need to do it late night when we're a little bit more tired, a little bit loopy. It'd be really good if we were like drunk or something. I feel like that would be Our the best. Our just needs to be all the way down. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think the energy gets a little bit a little bit better when we do it uh, late at night. So, um, yeah, I since we've done non-normal episodes or I don't know, just more structured stuff. For the past few episodes, not like our, I, I guess our standard formula of just YOLOing random topics. Yeah. I've been building up stuff. I'm dripping wet right now, dude. I'm not going to lie. I'm <laughs> so ready for this episode. Um, we got some, I'll, I'll just tease what we have going on. I got a cult that's hiding in plain sight. Okay. That you and I guarantee like 90% of the people who listen to this podcast have, have seen advertising for this and they don't know what it's about. And the other thing, okay. I got hair transplant arbitrage coming up. It's gonna I saw be crazy. I'm notes, so dude. excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. What do you have, Maso? All right, I have okay, I watched this like two hour long documentary about the scam like this the scams behind the postal industry. And mm. I kind of thought it'd be boring, but I was like, you know what? Maybe there's some gold in here. Dude, it is so it's like insane. Okay. It, I'm looking forward to it. It's a little, it's like actually kind of crazy. I have ideas about what I, I have ideas. Is it, I'm not going to say, I'm going to let you do it. All right. Um, what's the optimal way to start this? You also have stuff about um, our, oh, our, Mr. our favorite, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our favorite <laughs> little, our favorite little uh, arrested person out there. Um, you know, what's kind of funny is um for all of our Instagram clips with hashtag Andrew Tate, the, the descriptions got deleted really yeah i had i had to go through all of them and i replaced them all huh interesting <laughs> okay yeah we do that and, anymore what about the, yeah, no the tiktok video where he i mean the instagram video where he's dancing it's still up okay i that, guess <laughs> it's not even him all right um i want to save hair transplant arbitrage for the end because i the feel end. like okay. i want to i want to wait until our energy is all the way up and, and until we all get to way. that <laughs> um Maceo, i'm willing do you want me to start off with the cult and then yeah, that'll lead into Andrew we'll, Tate, we'll which is another call. No. Yeah, yeah right. there we go. Have you seen the posters for Shen Yun? Okay. China before communism. Have you seen those billboards anywhere? Those posters? I feel like I see them all the time. I feel like I have. Do you know what I'm talking like, about? Like the dancing is performances? Is it like a show? Like a, like a, yeah, the dance he performs. Yeah. Yes. I was in the mall the other day and someone like, some lady like literally followed me down the hallway, like trying to sell me tickets to it. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I'll show you here. Here's a picture of it on my phone. That's yeah, yeah. What that's it, what it was. Yeah, it yeah. looks like. Um, 
I think I saw a I, there's a ton of billboards on of it in San Jose. Um, I saw like posters of it in, in like a pizza my heart in, in Capitola. Really, basically, it's everywhere, and you know it's it sounds cool. It's like Shenyan, um, China before communism. If you're like in a, if you grow up, grew up in the United States, you like hate communists. So this is like totally perfect um, for me, an Asian American who is like you know my people are from china this is totally I, I was like okay this could be cool and my mom was actually like you know my my mom and my my uncle and stuff they were like oh we should go watch this as a family get my grandparents to go it'll it'll be really cool but we never got around to doing it and mm-hmm. then more recently my a couple of my mom's friends they went to the show and they're like after they after they came back they're like jennifer have you seen shen yun She's like, no, I, we've, we've been meaning to go. And they were like, this show is a cult. <laughs> and I, if you, I, so I dug into it a little bit more. My mom told me about this. And she said that her friends were telling stories of how most of the show was just promoting, you know, strong anti-atheist sentiment, anti-evolution, anti-science. So I'm like, all right, this is interesting. I want to dig into it more. So Shenyun is put on by the Falun Gong religious and political group. All right. So okay. these people are, it's like a religious group that's persecuted in China. They're very strongly against the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese government. Of course, no one should be persecuted. So this is like terrible stuff. Um, the thing is, I don't know if the Falun, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I'm not sure if this religious group is is good itself, and it's kind of cult-like, right? So it depends oh. on where you're coming from, but me personally, I believe in evolution. So, like, all of these, like, anti-very, very strong, like, atheists are really terrible people, you know, anti-evolution, all these things. Um, that's, like, something that, you know, you don't go into the show expecting. You know, you're expecting just a dance performance, but the whole thing is promoting this sort this religious and political group right so it's kind uh-huh. of it, it's it's propaganda that's what that's what it is i mean of course propaganda can be you know good bad for different people all that it's undeniably pro- i mean propaganda is everywhere the united states has its own propaganda every every everything is like you know propaganda in some way but i mean this is definitely trying to convince you of certain things so by definition i mean there you go so that's what the show is. You don't go into it expecting that. And I'm like, it's just crazy that this has, has gotten like everywhere. I mean, you see these posters or these billboards and like it's literally in every corner of, I mean, California right now. And yeah. it all got me. I was just like, I was seeing this. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. There's like a cult putting on performances. The first thing came to mind, how much money do they make? I just wanted to know. I was just thinking. So <laughs> they're a nonprofit, right? But as we know from experience, digging through, you know, college boards, finances and stuff, nonprofits can, you know, still make a lot of revenue and then just put it into different things like, you know, executive payouts and, you know, adding more money to their bank account. So, so yeah, that's what that's what got me wondering. So a lot of their finances aren't public and the furthest that we can uh, the the latest most recent ones that i was able to find were from 2018 and in 2018 
they made 37.5 in revenue, 37.5 million dollars in revenue with only 11.5 million dollars in expenses. And then over and then that, you know, nets them a 26 million dollar profit. And the interesting thing is they also have 122 million dollars in assets. And this is just for Shen Yun. This is not for the Falun Gong religious group that's funding this a lot of this, you know. Um, uh-huh. But I'm like, if this is 2018, when I didn't see any of their marketing spend, more recently, when people actually started going to, I hadn't heard about any of this years ago. How do you? Like, I, no, I didn't no, see any of this. No, that's new to me. So with the more recent developments, with their higher advertising spend and more people actually hearing about it and going, I can only um, imagine that their revenue has easily crossed $100 million. But also with it, I mean... You're, you see their billboards and their their advertisements everywhere. So their uh, marketing spend also has probably gone up a lot. So I don't know how much the, the profit has changed. I'm sure it's gone up a significant amount. I just found it all really interesting, basically, that, you know, this thing that might seem so innocent at first definitely has a political agenda. Whether you agree with it or not is a totally different thing. But yeah, I mean, they're making bank, dude. Like... <laughs> 37 million back in 2018 it's got to be over like you know 100 200 300 million dollars recently now that you know people are, are are seeing about this and actually going so i don't know i i thought about i like seriously we were thinking about going like we should go do some recon you think we should go to the show yeah i think maybe, maybe so some investigative i don't think journalism. i don't think we're gonna get brainwashed like yeah we yeah can just go maybe we should pull up so I think tickets are like $120 per person. So it's not oh, cheap. So they're making money off of this, like for real. They have to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, some people think it's just like, you know, really cool. I, I've heard the dancing and stuff is super impressive, but it's all oh. like layered in like all this like political stuff and, and these messages that they're trying to push are definitely like layered into it. So yeah, I mean, maybe we pull up. Maybe this is like a... Maybe, maybe maybe this is a new milk part two. Maybe we just say we're gonna do it and then we never do it. Hey, by the way, episode two hundred, episode episode one hundred, we're gonna actually circle back on new milk, and then episode two hundred, we'll, we'll circle back <laughs> on Shenyan at some point. But four I don't years know. into the pod, it's um, I think both aspects, the um, the underlying messages of it and the financial side, both super interesting. I didn't know they were making so much money, but just the whole thing of like them being so in your face everywhere i don't know that's that's because they're like when you're there do they like are they actively pushing it on you like they're yeah the whole performance like well according to my mom's friends though and also like you know articles from multiple different things like you know the insider and washington post one of those big newspapers the whole time you're just getting like very (laughs) strong anti-science you know evolution isn't real uh atheism is bad stuff like that um that that messaging is is there throughout the the performance and i don't maybe i'm remembering this wrong and this would be really bad to mess up so take this with a grain of salt i'd give myself a 50 percent hit rate on this was actually said i don't know my mom might have said that her friends said that you couldn't really leave mid-performance no way <laughs> that sounds very familiar i could be making this up so take out the grain of salt because that could be totally like 
throwing them under the bus or something that's not real. Um, looking at, you might not right. be able to leave mid-performance, or at least pressured not to leave, you know? Because I think my, my mom's friends would have been pretty, like, you know, not vibing with it. And I think they might have tried to leave, and you're just pressured not to. Something like that. So, maybe we pull up. Maybe that's just the solution. We need to see this with our own eyes, relying too I much on... I think we on... sneak in. Sneak in. Would it be hmm. that hard? Yeah. No, not for us. What do you mean? We just... You know, maybe we don't even need tickets. We just drop the teen finance black card and they let us in. You know, they hear they hear it like rattle they hear, on the floor, and they're just like, "All right, <laughs> go go right in." Yeah, no, I think I think it'd be interesting to uh to see for investigative reasons. But yeah, I, I it's just hiding in plain sight. That's all. I mean, it's interesting. Um, for anyone who who's who's seen these things and just not you know known too much about it, there you go. That's crazy. Like, so yeah. it's just a cult. It's just like. Hit in plain sight. You hit it on the head, but I, I'm okay. I'm calling. I don't want to like put my own beliefs into it too much. They are persecuted in China, which is of course terrible. No one should be killed for their beliefs. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. Huh. It's interesting stuff for sure. Well, you know, their scam is is the postal industry. Really, the postal yeah. industry is a scam. The postal industry. So, hmm. you, so for any industry right especially one that's moving such large masses and controlling basically the entire world economy there has to be ground rules right Mm -hmm. irs government they're all a part of it well the irs isn't really a part of it and neither is the government they have very little control over all these postal companies Hmm. it's a group called the international postal corporation okay Okay. and this is a well non-profit as we've learned that manages all of these companies and they do like quality control they do like automation control so basically they don't allow the factories to automate so they can employ more people which i guess is good huh. and bad in its own way good for jobs you know yeah it's good yeah there's good and bad sides to that but um i guess the the failure rate of a human for sorting packages is like eight <laughs> percent so that means that eight <laughs> percent of the time packages go to the wrong places yikes <laughs> which is it's happened to me like twice, which I guess makes sense with the eight percent odd, but that's a crazy high number. Yeah. But the whole thing behind the international postal company, right, mm-hmm. is it is owned by people. You want to guess who these people are? I don't know. <laughs> All the like, postal companies. Uh oh, so just like a coalition <laughs> or something that they put together and Exactly. And so okay. when the postal companies get audited for somehow losing millions or billions the their their company the international postal corporation comes for them audits them and then nothing ever happens with it so so it's they investigate themselves they investigate themselves (laughs) exactly okay okay so who what are these postal companies that are in this like it's not usps or anything that's run by our government no it is usps it's It's usps there's like canada there's a postal canada royal mail uh, the, the only one I didn't see only that was notable was like UPS and FedEx. Those two, I think, are privately Separate. governed somehow. Huh. But I thought it was like um, I I was suspect I I, I thought you were your my guess was completely wrong. I thought you were gonna go like the whole DHL air tag shipping route stuff, which is interesting within itself. But um, no, this is yeah, cool yeah, too. well, because uh, that all all the DHL stuff routes back to the the human sorting packages. Mm-hmm. And did you see the video of the guy that got the toilet factory? He what? 
he toured the factory and like oh all i saw was like the thumbnail of a guy shipping an air tag to like and it got sent to north korea or something yeah like yeah that. so that guy got in well he he tried to ship to north korea it was rerouted oh, oh, to like oh. south korea and then uh-huh. it was in like beijing and then it was sent to like eight different countries and then sent back to him uh-huh. but um that was all because of human error and so they invited him out to the factory to show him what happened which i thought was kind of interesting hmm. but basically what it is there's a big conveyor belt right and there's a person standing there with a keyboard and as these packages come up the keyboard they grab the package type in the address and they slide it onto a tagged cart and that cart takes it to the next place mm-hmm. and these packages are written in like you know infinite different languages the, it's in the hub in germany right so everything yeah. gets shipped to germany first so it's in every single language it's from like that whole area yeah and these people have to type in the name put it in the tagged area within like you know probably a second or two so that's what makes the, the failure rate eight percent so that's why those air tags went to south korea instead of north korea that's crazy that um they don't just automate it is it really just well, for jobs or like international post the corporation dang huh that is that that's super interesting yeah um i don't i guess i wasn't I didn't, I didn't think us i always thought of usps in a super like what is what is the international what's like the really is there anything like truly bad coming out of it besides your package not getting to the right place eight um, percent of the time i guess just like like lawsuits and like audits going against all these companies get routed through the international postal corporation okay so it's really they kind of get like, drowned yeah so i mean i guess if you have like a if you get hit by like a royal mail truck then they they probably handle your case and somehow like get you the least amount of money out of it but yeah so it's not terrible but it's just interesting how they regulate themselves those anything where where biz, like businesses are in charge of regulating themselves can uh be kind of iffy totally but i mean i wish think packages won't get here on time oh my packages all right briefly before we get to the uh the grand finale. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's talk about Tate just real quick. I hate I feel like we're just obligated to do this because I no, we shouldn't even platform I don't know. I have I have moral questions about whether we should even platform Andrew Tate. Um but I feel like as a a finance podcast for teens and his whole thing is getting like you know, teen boys to like make more money and, and, and stuff like that. Um, I feel like we should address it just because it's it's such a big part of this. Um, yeah, Andrew Tate, this guy, maybe some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is 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 cool and inspiring for for boys. But I mean, the the guy's a sex trafficker, and he's I mean, innocent till proven guilty, sure. But he's literally talked about this. There are like clips of him talking about how he, you know, yeah, like open tricks girlfriends and in, into it, thinking they're the only one, and then like flies them out, and then like pressures them into doing stuff for his webcam business i mean this was like years ago he supposedly doesn't do it anymore um i don't know that's the that's just one of his sins of course he's doing other terrible stuff too with his like you know pyramid scheme that was just happening for a while and all his other courses and shady ways of making money i feel like he's just promoting the wrong things to um to his students like i i don't think this role model should be someone who's made their money off of pyramid schemes, webcam businesses. And I mean, I don't know, he his kickboxing career. He didn't make money off of that, you know, probably not. You know, he didn't. He literally said it himself. 
I, oh. I was I was watching like a clip of this. He he said he, like kickboxers make like one hundred fifty thousand dollars per fight, which is a lot of money. It's nowhere near enough to get you to like twenty seven Bugattis and all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, really, it's just not promoting good ways of of, of making money at all. Don't I don't. Know. I think in his course he was teaching copywriting or something. Great enough. Twenty seven million people know how to copyright what yeah no it's like he, he was just diluting markets way too much like beyond the point of return and like, like really he did a bunch of other stuff like that too that just nothing's gonna sure, come from it i'm sure people don't come out of like a copywriting course being like master copywriters or anything and like no. super reliable um yeah i don't know we'll see what happens the updates on him aiden ross is the biggest <laughs> dude that guy dude oh my gosh he just rides he went, he went for Jenna, all day. Right? That's why dude. you're mad. Huh? No, that is <laughs> he went for mad. Jenna, right? That, that's your He issue, has no though. chance. He literally has no chance, dude. He's an Andrew Tate. <laughs> you think, <laughs> think Jenna would be down for an Andrew Tate, like, suck up boy? Like, no, for no the shot. bottom G. Yeah, <laughs> he literally is bottom <laughs> G. Sorry, Aiden, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see um, what happens with uh, Tate's case. The thing is, he was talking. He, you literally, he, there's so many clips of him. There's one like specifically where he talks about why he likes Romania. And he says because he can live there and be in like the top echelon of society. He's like, I can just bribe people. I can just pay off the police. This guy's literally admitted a tax evasion. He says like, I evade taxes in the UK and then I go to Romania where the police come and I, I just pl- pay off the police chief. So we'll see if that happens in this. He's just, you know, bragged so I many think, times about literally like yeah. the corruption and how he can take advantage of it. It's like, dude, what are you promoting to these kids? bribing government officials so you can get out of crime it's like oh my gosh he's a great guy he's he's promoting so much good stuff i i love what what an alpha male like i don't know man so i feel like they can't take a like he won't be able to bribe his way out now because he's talked so much about it already yeah i don't know we'll see i don't know but dude his whole like i the whole the whole matrix thing is so cringe escape all, the and all the people that are like you know <laughs> getting all his fans that are like Andrew, he got captured by the Matrix. It's like nah, he's just like a human trafficker. And he's getting in trouble for it. It's like there's no Matrix, bro. You're like, dude. I know. <laughs> Did you see the clip of him being arrested? And he's like, the Matrix has attacked. The Matrix has attacked. So Did you cringe, see that? He like dude. shouts it, it to so the camera. And I'm like, cringe. dude, no. And then all the comments are like, if Tate dies, the Matrix killed him. It's just, it's bad. He's brain. I'm done talking about Tate. I don't even want to. I don't even <laughs> want to like exercise his. I, I, I don't want to like entertain his ideas because they're not legitimate. There, some of the stuff he I, says uh, is good. Sure, like that's like the things that like promote. I don't know, just hard work. That's yeah, about as good sure. as stuff that comes from him. But I mean, bro, anyone can say like a couple good things, but then you human traffic and you're automatically a bad person. It's like, do you, sorry. You can't like human traffic, and I can just like forget. And be you a for good that. person. Yeah, no. Sorry, doesn't. No, have you seen the videos of um all of his cars getting towed? Oh, like, they all, all got like impounded. Yeah, yeah, like everything from his house got towed. There was like the all the Porsches, like the M5, the A12, like all the crazy cars he had. Like Dang. I don't think even I don't even know if they're his. Well, maybe. are they? Like, I don't know. Maybe he hadn't paid for them all in cash. Who knows if he has as much money as he says he does. Well, you mean you mean two hundred billion, two hundred gazillion doubloons? <laughs> I don't know. All right, schmeckles. I think it's time. So we're actually 
for for this bit, we're going a little bit south of Romania. Wait, where's Rom? Yeah, we're going a little bit south of Romania. We're going to Turkey, Turkey. for a massive hair transplant arbitrage opportunity. All right, Noah. So, hair transplants—they're becoming more popular. All right, and um, you know. A lot of celebrities are getting them and there's still that idea that there's a barrier to entry because in the United States to get, you know, your average hair transplant, I was getting these, my source was meta hair trans hair transplant cost study um, for 2,500 grafts, which is like, you know, a healthy group of hair follicles or, or something like that. It's around in the US, the average cost is around $13,610. So there's obviously a barrier um, to getting a hair transplant when it costs that much. Uh-huh. The thing is, this price, like all things, is not the same all around the world. And that is where I introduce this massive ARB opportunity. So in Turkey, they're, guess how much the hair transplants cost in Turkey? Mm, $400. Okay, it's not that cheap. But <laughs> the hair transplant in Turkey, the average cost is $2,675. So if you can do some quick math, that's way less. It's just, it's it's a <laughs> fraction of the cost as it is in the US. But I know what you're thinking. You know, yeah, it's $2,675.61 in Turkey compared to the, you know, 14 grand it is in the United States. But then I have to go to Turkey, you know? Who knows if the quality is as high? The thing is the quality is as high. Because it's so cheap, a lot of people are going to Turkey to get their hair transplants. And um, that gives the doctors there a lot of experience. Why is it cheaper? Because in Turkey, you know, labor costs are cheaper. The cost of living is lower. There's more hospital space in Turkey for, you know, these um, doctors to operate in. And that all just leads to a dra- drastically lower price. Of course, there are other countries where you can get hair transplants, but Turkey is the lowest and they have a really good reputation for just like solid quality. So, you know, it's cheaper, but then you have to go to Turkey how much does a flight to Turkey cost? The flight um, is $1,000 for economy. Oh, so you okay. add that onto the price. We're only looking at, you know, just under four grand. But then you're like, huh. If I go to Turkey and I get a hair transplant and I need to fly back on my flight, will everyone just see me with my hair shaved and a ton of like bloody um, hair grafts all over my head? If you've ever seen pictures of like, post hair transplant it does not look good it looks it's like a jump scare for the first um you know week after it uh-huh so that's where there i have another proposition right so first thing you can do is if you want you can just fly business or first class so you have privacy on your flight back but the thing is that's going to cost like six grand then you're at you know around nine thousand dollars which is still way cheaper than the united states is like 14k but maybe that $5,000 isn't worth the, the effort of getting out to Turkey. This is where I think a better solution comes in. So after 10 days, 10 days post hair transplant, it's safe to wear a hat or a covering over your head. You don't want to do it before that because you can make bald spots and like rip out the, the new hair grafts. So you need to wait some time. The thing is, the cost of living is Turkey and so low my proposal is that you just go on a 10-day vacation in Turkey, all right? <laughs> so for $500, you can just stay in Turkey. $500 is 
like gonna get you a very okay 10 day stay in turkey you're gonna eat well you're gonna get a stay in a pretty nice hotel it's just because it's like extremely cheap there you can like rent out a room for like 20 dollars a night right so mm. if you have the hair transplant the economy flight and the 10 day stay in turkey the lower end 10 day stay in turkey you're looking at four thousand dollars which is way low it's like ten thousand dollars lower than it is in the united states the thing is i think the way to go about this plan is you want to ball out, right? So you're flying to Turkey. Let's just have you live like a king in Turkey for 10 days while you're recovering from your hair transplant. So for only $2,000, maybe, you know, throw in a little bit more, give or take $2,000, you can live like a king, okay? I'm talking a nice, this is for 10 days, by the way, a nice, like, beachside, you know, ocean view villa with your own, like, private pool and stuff. And you can get some of the best food you're ever going to have for extremely cheap. Just eat like a king, live like a king for 10 days for like 2000 bucks. So we add that on and then we're looking for a very high end stay, six grand, which is like less than half of what it would cost to get your hand transplant in Turkey, I mean, in, in the United States. But you're also getting like a super nice vacation along with it. So... I think there's no point in getting a hair transplant in the U.S. if you have like a week to spare. Um, just go to Turkey, go on a vacation. All right, massive hair transplant arb. Maseo, before I get your thoughts, here's my business my my business proposition for this. All right. Okay. I think that if you set up a sort of business that basically bundles this all together, okay, you are the all inclusive turkey hair transplant um the, the all-inclusive turkey hair transplant go-to group all right so uh-huh. maybe you charge seven thousand dollars or six point nine thousand dollars for trolls so you're making about you know oh just over a thousand dollars just for organizing this and then you can include other stuff like you know transport to and from the airport and insurance and you can be an emergency contact in turkey if anything goes awry just stuff like that to make it feel you know make people in the United States feel more comfortable going to Turkey, even though Turkey isn't that sketch. But just in case, just to make people feel more comfortable doing this, you could charge like 7K. That's exactly half the cost as in the United States, but you get a nice 10-day vacation in the same quality of a hair transplant. That's right. It's massive arb. It's it's literally massive arb, dude. Arb. It's crazy. So the hair transplant arb. That's, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people already go to Turkey to get their hair transplants. There are some groups that, you know, like some clinics that set up all-inclusive, like will take you to and from the airport. But I'm just like, you. of course, you don't need to stay the 10 days. But I think to make the flight worth it, you might as well just stay there for a little vacation. And then you don't have to go on a plane and give all the other passengers a jump scare. You can just hang out in your private villa for, you know, just under two weeks and just chill out. Yeah. I'm so curious what that looks. Do I bought, do I look this up or is yeah, it, look like it up. horrifying? Like, like, it's so, not like, that bad. It's not that bad. It's just like uh, post hair transplant photos. Oh, it's just like bloody. Yeah. So those those Ugh. scab up and then ah. you can like rinse them off and then you can wear stuff over your head. I think like 10 days after is, is what my research told me seven to 10 Ooh. days. It's safe to wear a hat over 14 days. Some other things said, but so I just split the middle. I said 10 days for, for all these numbers. Huh? So I didn't, I didn't know hair transplants were this accessible. 
if I ever start balding, I mean, I think the stigma is getting reduced around a lot. But like a lot of people, you know, like Elon Musk, have you seen that boy's hairline from like years ago? And do you yeah, see no. now? He got a hair transplant in Beverly Hills. Like if, if you if you dig into it a little bit, um, I think Gordon Ramsay's had it. literally everyone's all these celebrities that are constantly in the spotlight. They've all had hair transplants because all it is is taking you know these healthy hair follicle. I think they're called grafts out of like healthy parts of your head and they're moving them to the bald spots and then they regrow back there and then you have new ones in, in like spots where you're balding. OP, that's a strap. If you, if you don't want to have to get a hair transplant, you can go to our sponsor, Keeps. This is your sponsor by Keeps. If you experience... <laughs> <laughs> if you experience low testosterone... If you experience male balding patterns, but they, you know. so yeah, I mean, I think hair transplants are going to get a lot more popular. I think this is a massive arbitrage business opportunity maybe we start the, maybe teen finance hair transplants are are the next big thing maybe we do the black what do you think black card or the hair transplant what's what's the bigger opportunity for us i feel like okay i feel like the hair transplant could be crazy like you can make deals with the like the hotels and stuff so the ho- i'm telling like- you so so if you make deals with the hotels slash resorts where you're going to send people and the clinics you could probably reduce the price per person or like maybe even make deals with airlines i don't know there's so much opportunity to make bulk deals and lower the price. So then you could be paying like, you know, 6K or something and still making a, a good amount of profit just for organizing this. Totally. And it's like, that's pretty low effort on your part too. I mean, yeah, I mean, like four phone calls. You know what? Since, I mean, lead gen is the, is the new big thing. I was right? about to say, maybe could you almost gen? just turn this into a lead gen business? You 100% could because you Where, could just do it for like pre-existing places there. Mm, absolutely. So then you wouldn't have that like, um, you know, where we are like your actually, no, you could still do like the emergency contact thing. I'm just thinking like, you know how Amex credit cards give you like a, a hotline to call in, in case you need anything. Have you heard the stories about like, you know, platinum card holders and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I was on the phone with them earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Early today for the <laughs> Right. Right. Cool. We have black cards. Um, so it's the same thing. I was just saying that like that, but for, you know, your one week while you're in, just in case you need any help or anything like that, we have a contact in Istanbul to help you out. Um, But if you want to go simpler, you could literally just do lead gen for these clinics and hotels and transport options, airline, anything like that um, in Turkey. I think the, the lead gen opportunity is actually massive. So if you can buy like advertising space or like do really good search engine optimization for when people search up hair transplant and then try to immediately expose them to how much money they could save by doing it in turkey all the benefits of it um no that could be huge i like the totally. i like your lead yeah. gen idea i think that's more hmm. <laughs> different it's definitely different like lead gen is lower effort but you'll make less money the the i think the the opportunity for just going full-on arbitrage you're like facilitating this all it could be really high and you could start like a, a reputable business name, you know, if you're, if you're really like delivering great results. Yeah. And I feel like people will go for it. I know, um, what's it called? Like the fake teeth, like the replacement, what are those called? Like a veneer uh, or like a, yeah, veneer. Or, or, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Now it's called like bonding. I don't know. We're, we're going to have to ask yeah, yeah. Nate. <laughs> when oh, he's gonna dude. <laughs> for, the, for those who don't know, our, our buddy Nate chipped his two front teeth just in half. It's gone. My two um, front teeth so we'll see what how he does maybe there's so yeah this exists for hair transplants i'm sure this exists with other things like you know 
I guess the thing is the main the main reason this is good is because hair transplants aren't covered by your medical insurance. Um, while maybe te- teeth um, chippings I, are. Or I think aren't. maybe if you I chipped fall. my. Mm, I chipped my tooth like the other day, and I think they sanded it down. It might have been covered under insurance, or was it just, covered? Like, exceptionally cheap because I did all they did was sand it down. There was no veneer or anything like that. I'm sure it'd be far more expensive if that was the case. So you might have to pay out of pocket. I mean, it's the United States. I feel like nothing is actually covered. Um, yeah. But yeah. Even though you pay like so much. The the main reason I was thinking hair transplant versus like if you chip a tooth, it's an emergency. If it's really That's bad, true. you it's need to get it deal. fixed quick before your tooth gets infected and falls out. Yeah. So you don't really have that time to like plan a flight, a hotel, say all that. Whereas the hair transplant, you can far- plan the six months in advance or something and get the lowest possible rates. Yeah, yeah. Other things like maybe like other just cosmetic upgrades like plastic surgery. That's a lot higher risk. So you can botch a plastic surgery pretty bad. Where hair transplants, you're literally just like moving hair follicles, and they're really experienced in it. Plastic surgery, maybe you'd feel more comfortable doing it from like you know a reputable place in the United States. But if you could vet that in in Turkey or some other foreign country, that could exist. But the idea stands. I'm using Turkey hair transplants as an example. But this arbitrage opportunity includes with all sorts of cosmetic upgrades in different countries outside of the United States or like the the main like Western countries like Canada and UK and, you know, Australia, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, on the topic of balding, I've always had this question. So do bald people, do they use like, do they still use shampoo or is it just body wash on their head? I think you use it's shampoo because it's your scalp. Right, but isn't shampoo but, like specialized? No, I thought shampoo was just for your hair, like for like the oiliness of your hair. They use like the head and shoulders scalp stuff, right? Like, like, the, like the they've got to use. They like use head and shoulders. One hundred percent, they use head and shoulders. hundred <laughs> percent, that's what bald people use. You can't because that's like the you special think? like scalp stuff, or maybe there's like special bald person shampoo soap stuff. I don't know. And I, I remember there was this whole thing like a couple years ago that um. Pitbull's like private assistant leaked that he puts like carnauba wax on his head before shows, like the stuff they use as car wax. <laughs> really? So he like he, yeah he waxes his head before his shows. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I'll know ask my uncle. Wax <laughs> you should ask him. <laughs> All right, this is a massively fun dude. Uh, whenever we get into arbitrage stuff, it gets me so excited. I don't know why. <laughs> I arbitrage. Love arbitrage. I love me some good. I don't know. What do, what do you think is the bigger opportunity? I think, okay, Racehorse Arbitrage was kind of a joke. This is a seriously this is legitimate. viable arbitrage opportunity. And people are already doing it. So, I don't know. Maybe we explore this. I can we say we're going <laughs> to... We're, we're never going to do The teen finance black card. The teen finance hair transplants. Teen finance, you know, narco sub. Racehorse Arbitrage. Um. What else? Oh, I had I had an idea for racehorse arbitrage. So instead of like trying to like do all these crazy ways around the border, mm-hmm. we just take it in like a a large like sprinter van or something. <laughs> and when they open the door, we just tell them it's our dog. And then they're <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 this is our pet. No, this is my pet dog. This is Bucky right here. And then you know they can try to fight it, but what they do is my dog. And then I give them I give them papers that I paid someone to make in Mexico that say this maybe, is a dog. Maybe you paint. <laughs> Maybe you paint the horse with like paint it white with um black spots. Like it's not it's a Dalmatian, bro. <laughs> I, I should you put a top hat on it and you try to play it off as a person. <laughs> uh, racehorse arbitrage, man. That's that's massive opportunities there for real. 
<laughs> thing. All right. That's it for this episode. We, I hope you guys enjoyed hair transplant arbitrage. I was really proud of that one. Uh, we got more That's bangers coming next week. So mark your calendars. Absolutely. I don't know. We'll, are we, we'll see. It'll either be a normal episode, possibly a book or we'll see. Not I'll see if I have time to grind out a book, but I have um, a little real estate thing I want to talk about next week. I, I got, think it didn't fit this episode, right? I I know. I like, yeah, real estate probably didn't. This is just like a troll episode exploring yeah, cults no, and arbitrage like, opportunities. It's actually crazy, though. Like, you guys need to listen to next week because this wow. is insane. Like, wow. I'm, I'm excited, not, like, dude. I'm not even joking. This is like peak, this is peak teen finance right here. And I think I think I got some all some other uh, some massive. I got a massive investing opportunity that's hiding in plain sight. So um, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, we've Man, been building no, up so crazy. much content over the past couple of weeks. We're just both <laughs> dripping wet. Reports. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> all right. Um, but we'll see. You. We'll see you soon. That's all. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Sam. 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 Say, say the thing. I did. I said mark your cal- I snuck it in earlier, dude. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, okay. I was stressing out, dude. <laughs> dude, this is a new game I'm gonna do every week. I'm gonna try to sneak in the mark your calendars so that Maceo doesn't notice. And if you call me out on it, then I win. <laughs> All right, but but no, call okay, me okay, out on no. it if you genuinely believe I didn't do it because we can't <laughs> we can't miss a week too. So no, oh, I'm gonna try terrible. to sneak it in, but I I did sneak it in this week earlier. All right, okay, okay. We'll see you All later. Right. Bye bye. Bye.